I knew in that moment that that's also what we are doing right now. And I heard very clearly that the state of the earth right now is in this state. And by you sitting in this ceremony, in this space, this is the work that you are doing. It is way bigger than you. So by healing yourself, you are healing humanity. Welcome to this cosmic life where we get to talk about how we are spiritual beings having a human experience and how they each inform each other and all the messy and the magic and the hilarity that comes along. I am your host, Tara Samadhi, and I'm so happy you're tuning in. Welcome to this cosmic life. Welcome to this cosmic life. Today we have a beautiful guest, Luna. She has been walking a spiritual path for... How long have you been walking this path? Whew. My whole life, in ways. She's been walking a spiritual path for her whole life and has come to this frequency and this communion with me recently. And I am just so excited to share her experience and share a bit of who she is so that you may have the gift of knowing a beautiful creature. So Luna, please introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me here, Tara. I grew up in the spiritual world, more in the realms of church and religion. I grew up dancing in ministry. I've always been a dancer and learning what it means to channel energy through my body. So for as long as I could remember, I was sad and I'd dance. I was happy or mad, I would dance. What I found through religion though was that it's a very small sprinkle of the bigger picture that exists within this beautiful and powerful universe of ours. A lot of my journey personally has been learning to undo a lot of teachings that I was taught and restructure, reprogram myself to a space of infinite, infinite power and and realizing that all of the energy and, and beauty I found through dance to realize that that stemmed within me that I didn't have to reach externally to find those things. Dancing, growing up in schools and through studios and whatnot, I would say that my deep spiritual work began as an adult, absolutely. Moving to LA four years ago, I think, really pushed me off the ledge in terms of letting go of everything that I thought I was, really learning the depth of who I am, you know? Currently in my present life, I have unraveled into this wild woman, so to say. I channel through dance and and through light work in my dance now. I go by light work Luna. I have a light serpent that I dance with and I just like to be of service. I am honored to share the light that comes from above us. 
and bring it down through my channel as a catalyst out into the world and plant seeds of love into everyone that witnesses it and witnesses the work. So I love dancing at different festivals, different drum circles, healing events, all with these lights. And that's what I'm exploring right now. And I'm constantly diving deeper into myself, into the darkness. I like to call myself a shadow diver because I, I really, really want to dig deeper in understanding myself, understanding my purpose, why I'm here. And I'm just so honored to be here. It's, it, I used to dream of talking on podcasts with my community and it's pretty surreal. Will you talk a little bit about what it means to channel and be a yeah. channel? For me personally to channel is to completely drop out of my head and into my body so that the divine power and forces that live through me can come out clearly so that they can come out presently and be a witness and a teaching to whoever is around or myself. To channel to me is to really be a, a reflection, a reflection of what is needed in that moment to completely surrender to my human body, to my ego, to all that I am built up to be and surrender to the light and love that is infinite inside and full freedom for it to come out in its capacity. <laughs> I'd love for you to elaborate on what it is to be a shadow diver. I love that terminology. Did you make that up? Thank you. I did make that up. And you know what I think about when I think of shadow divers? I imagine skydivers. Think of being a skydiver for your career. I mean, courage is your last name and fear cannot exist. Or maybe fear does exist. And we see that as the green light to move forward like yes dive in and so shadow diving is looking at fear as the very sign that we pray for in our prayers mm -hmm. give me a sign what is next what do I do in this situation how do I move forward in my purpose yeah wherever that fear is do it dive in and lean in to what that is teaching you because everything that you're desiring, the, the versions of yourself that you dream about are right on the other side of that shadow or that fear or however that comes up for you. So being a shadow diver is choosing courageously every day to see yourself, intimacy into me, see. Beautiful, I love that. The fear as a signal, a indication to lean in. I've been doing shadow work for a while, and it's funny because most of our lives we've tried to avoid pain, you know, and our ego has stepped in and has figured out all kinds of ways for us to sidestep and to live a life without this is in quotes, feeling pain, which creates so much more pain. So as spiritual beings, I really honor that, that it is about 
leaning into those edges, feeling them and having them guide you through to a softness that is beyond comprehension. Mm. Yes. I like that you say softness as well, because to really lean in and to shadow dive requires a level of softness and vulnerability, because typically what's in those shadows, when we shine that light, our immediate response is that we won't like it very much, right? Or it's the sides of ourselves that we were told to keep hidden from the world all of this time. And yet we're rebelling and choosing to see this anyways and to embrace these sides of ourselves anyways. Totally. And You know, we're talking a lot about shadows and darkness and edges and sharp pieces. What can you share about an experience, a personal shadow, a personal edge that you've met along your way that you've leaned into? Mm. Wow, there's so many. (laughs) I actually, what comes up for me is to actually share one of my first medicine experiences that I've had, um, if that's okay with you. Yes, please. Yeah, all right. Well, my first ayahuasca ceremony was probably one of the deepest self-dives I've ever taken. I've sat in medicine ceremonies before, and this one (laughs) was just... I mean, wow, it just took me to the next level in terms of really understanding every molecule of myself, learning the harmony of the light and the dark. In this ayahuasca ceremony that I experienced, I realized I had a very difficult time asking for help. Asking for help for me was a sign of codependency in a way. A lot of my programming from my family and just my upbringing and in general, asking for help really was a sign of weakness. So that was a very deep core wound of discovery for me to to really pull the root up and take a look at it. The beginning half of my ayahuasca ceremony was actually torture in a way in my ego because I just couldn't ask for help. And I felt myself almost shutting down all of the walls that I've built up over the past 28 years of my life. I I felt the identity of who I built myself up to be completely shatter. And while all of this was happening, I was feeling physical reactions. I was feeling sick to my stomach, dizzy in my head, and my ego, my thoughts just took over me. How do I look to everyone who's sitting around me? Um, How am I coming across? And getting even more frustrated with myself for even thinking these things because I've done a lot of work, a lot of self-work. And I knew, I knew that your spirit knows you are exactly where you are meant to be. But it took this complete shutdown for me to have that surrender and for me to completely silence in all aspects of myself so that the beating heart within me that is this 
infinite source of just sovereignty and compassion so that it could just come out. The medicine became so strong at one point that I had to ask for help. I, I had no choice. I won't get into vivid detail, but I looked over and luckily there was a guardian next to me a great brother of mine now, I said, I need help. I have to go to the bathroom and I can't walk. <laughs> he was just so welcoming and so compassionate. And from that moment on, I felt a key unlock inside of me, a key unlocked of, wow, do you see what's on the other side of this when you can ask for help? Freedom, support, family, community. Mm. Mm -hmm. all of all of the things and this actually unlocked a very profound experience in my medicine journey um, to happen and and that I'm so excited to share with you because it really resonates to the current state of the world that we're in and the remembrance of where our focus should be you know to help raise the vibration of this planet wow you are a true poet. I sit here and I'm just so taken with the articulation and the love and the genuineness that is coming from you. It's really beautiful. And I'm so excited to hear about this next teaching that you have for us. So please continue. Mm, thank you. I fully received her. I'm smiling ear to ear over here, if you can hear it. <laughs> but... Um, so yes, I'm excited to share this part. In my second day of the plant medicine journey, this time was so much different. Once I really allowed myself to see and, and to be the receiver of the grandmother and what she was here to teach me, the circle I was in began to spin counterclockwise and it began to levitate and I heard a very clear voice. Now, quick rewind, the same voice that I heard also told me that the dancing that I do with the lights, it was a woman voice and she said, the lights come from us and we come from space and you are here from the stars to bring love to that planet. And that voice, I recognized her in this moment and as this circle, was spinning, I heard her say, this night is very, very important. And I want to show you something. And so I completely surrendered to it and said, okay, show me. What was originally the ceremony space that we were all in turned into a ritual space in a small village many, many, many years ago. And in the small village, it was very late at night. And there was a fire pit happening, like right in the middle of the circle. I sat back as a witness, almost as if I were there on the sidelines watching. And what I witnessed were three medicine women. They were wearing capes over their heads and it draped over their bodies. And they were standing at three points of the circle. There was one divine masculine male, like a fatherly figure. I recognized him in this vision. I knew him. He was there at the head of the circle, holding space, if you may. And he was sprinkling herbs over this fire and, and saying this prayer and these chants to himself. And I knew that 
this was a very important night. The looks on their faces, they were, it was life or death. The first medicine woman that I saw, she was pushing her hands into the fire and then out from the fire. So think of a push and then a release. And at the same time, she was blowing this powerful breath into the fire and her eyes were a mixture of rage, passion, love, all in one. Very powerful soul. And she was just focused on pressing this power into the fire. The other medicine woman, because there were three, the second one was dropping water over the fire, this holy water. And she was chanting out loud over and over and over. And they were moving rapidly all together as one unit. The third medicine woman had her hands upward away from the fire. And as I looked up to see what she was pressing towards, a triangle, an iridescent pyramid triangle shape started to hover down from the sky and over the fire. As it began to turn counterclockwise, this third medicine woman started shooting light out of her hands and, and speaking this light language as she moved that triangle and just shaped it in a way that was so specific and divine that I knew in my heart that triangle represented humanity. And then I received this download that what they were doing in this moment, they were saving humanity right before a plague or something really really bad that was about to happen to the earth at that time. And when I saw them moving at this moment, I then saw our earth covered in this black tar. As they were working on this triangle and over this fire, light started bursting out of the earth from the tar and started cracking the black tar, and it was blue, white, purple, pink, iridescent light that started to shoot out and break the tar down off of the earth so that the earth could breathe again. And I was blown away because I said, that's exactly what they're doing. They're healing the earth through this ritual, through this practice, through this belief. And I knew in that moment that that's also what we are doing right now. And I heard very clearly that the state of the earth right now is in this state. And by you sitting in this ceremony, in this space, this is the work that you are doing. It is way bigger than you. So by healing yourself, you are healing humanity. Mm. That was my experience. Wow. And by asking for help, you used the key through the vulnerability, through the the surrender, that is what opened up the doors for you to be able to see into this other world, this other vision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And ever since then, Tara, I have been committing daily, daily to ask my higher self what steps I can be taking to actively participate in the healing of of our earth and i'm just a big believer of community and us coming together sisterhood brotherhood all of us and 
being in creative energy in our bodies, dropping in so that we can remember the formula, the medicine that is needed so that we can do what we came here to do. Amazing. So did you get any downloads? So many downloads. Oh man, I have really stepped into the power of, of my light work through my dance after that experience and have, have committed to setting an intention for reflecting the inner child onto everyone that I come into contact with because the download I received was that the way back home to ourself is to connect back with the inner child the six-year-old version of ourselves, the, the little kid that moved entirely from heart space, not from up in our brains where we have built programs after programs. And so if we can connect with the kid inside of us and move more from a space of desire and present moment, then that's what's going to get us back to where we need to be and where we were always meant to be. Oh, amen, sister. Ashe. So true. So true. There's a belief that if we maintain the wonder of children through every moment, then everything will make sense. Everything will be so will 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 we'll bloom and blossom and grow from that curiosity from that imagination that is what it takes is this heart of innocence that we can all expand into and play into so talk tell the tell our listeners like what they can do to get more in the vibration of being children of going into that curiosity and that innocence, like in their daily lives, you know, with the sort of the, the weight of the mundane and the weight of the world around us and this energy of fear and worry, how can we really transcend into that innocence? We have to give ourselves a space to feel that is the biggest biggest insight that i have learned as i've healed the relationship with my inner child a safe space and a container to release and express your emotions the stagnant energy that we push inside and don't allow ourselves to express and let out whether that be anger sadness you name it, giving yourself a, a space to just release. So tell me exactly what that looks like. Like, how can I incorporate that into my practice? Because I'm all about practices. I'm all about sacred practices and remembering myself through my practices. And this, this, this incredible guide to work with the inner child has been coming up in my life all the time, as I'm sure it's coming up in a lot of people's lives. So I'm 41 years old, like I am far from that little girl. And to remember the way that she moved and the way that she expressed is a little challenging. So 
what would you say? What would you recommend a person to do in this case? Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes so much sense, especially when we've spent so much of our lives um, really just confining our, our emotions in a way and confining our truth because we were told from such a young age, no, don't behave that way. Don't say it like that. Don't do this like that. So by the time we reach adulthood, we are, we're hardened in a way. And so I'm going to share with you my exact practice of what I do. And I studied a lot of this work when I lived in the Netherlands for a couple of months and studied at the Humaniversity. And this school is an international school for pretty much psychology and emotional release. And I led these workshops pre-pandemic that were called OMS, A-U-M, um, that stood for Awareness, Understanding, and Meditation. And so through this work, I've created my own version of emotional release work. And what you'll need is a playlist of music, songs that resonate emotion for you. So I have about 10 songs that I have on a playlist. And when I start this playlist, I go from getting into my body. The first song is just moving, loosening up my bones, my joints, getting out of my head from the workday, getting into my body. And by the time I move into the next song, that song represents anger release for me. And so I have different emotional tools that whether I'm yelling into a pillow, whether I am punching a pillow, whether I am dancing wildly and just giving myself that tantrum-like experience, what I am doing is I am unlocking myself so that all of the emotions that I've held in for the day can now just come up almost rapidly like vomit in a way and you'll feel your ego resist it at first you'll say oh no what if my neighbors hear me or what am I going to look like what if someone's watching me through the window weird thoughts come up to prevent us from getting to the truth but if you can let yourself just go there and release what comes after that anger is sadness because really anger is just suppressed sadness. And so by that next song, I'll have a slow classical song, something that can help me like touch into my emotions in that space, the depression, the different things that we experience, especially in these days. And I allow myself to cry. I allow myself to lay on the floor in a fetal position if that's needed. I will look in the mirror and just hold myself and say, I love you. I forgive blank, whether we need to forgive others, accepting the apologies we've never gotten. And really what I'm doing is that I'm giving myself a container to feel. And so by the time I get through my anger stage and my sadness stage, I go into an I love you stage. And so I'll look at myself in my reflection. I'll say, Luna, I love you. And I will go into infinite affirmations for myself. I love your hair. 
I love your compassion for others. I love the way you dance, really just filling yourself up with these affirmations. And you'll find that inner child in you starting to awaken and receive. Sometimes you can even get visuals from really committing to the work and allowing yourself to get vulnerable and deep. And so that's really the basis. After I get through my, my I love you stage, I dance for about four to five different songs. The workshop can get pretty in depth, but at the very least, give yourself some ecstatic dance after that. And I can promise you, you will be so deeply connected to your inner child. You will want to journal afterwards, journaling down how your experience was. And I do that every day if I can, typically at the end of my day. Wow. That was incredible. Straight up instruction to reconnect with the inner child, with our little girl, with our little boy. So perfect. We really need this. It's funny because my teacher, one of my teachers is really inviting me to connect with my human. And we were talking the other day and he said, when you stop trying to transcend your human, that's when you do. When you start to really get into your bones and your history and your body and this particular experience of being a human is when, when things start to just not need to be anything else. We can be deeply, deeply present. Mm. Wow. So yeah. I'm about to close. I have two questions I want to ask you. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know what... There's somebody out there that's listening to this right now and you have a message for them. And I want you to just really feel into that because there's no time or space. There's just right now. And I want you to transmit that message. Yes, this message has come very clear for me over the past 24 hours. And it's a mantra. So if this resonates with you, I empower you to repeat this mantra. I embrace all that I am. I welcome all that I am. I feel all that I am. Incredible. Thank you so, so much for that. That person thanks you so much for that right now. The other question I have is, since I'm beginning this podcast, it's not just about my vision of what this can be. I want my sisters and my brothers to share that vision with me. So will you share your vision of what this cosmic life can be for yourself and for people? Mm, yes, yes, yes. This cosmic life is a platform, a platform for us to rise up and receive, receive divine downloads, receive 
support, receive, awareness. Awareness is a big one. Learning that we're not alone on this journey. Wherever you are at in your spiritual awakening, knowing that you are not alone and this community represents a support system for that, to be able to listen in and, and relate and resonate and receive teachings on such a, a new age platform that is easily accessible to anyone at any time. And that's what I see this as. I see this really growing to be such a community of healers, light workers, uh, creatives, artists, you name it, to be able to come together and just share in the journey together so that we can connect and, and push forward powerfully and courageously. That's what oh. I see cosmic life as. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you for coming on here and imparting this incredible wisdom, this beautiful, beautiful vision that gave me chills through every part of my body, really resonated so deeply with me and with our story and with our ancestors. So I really thank you for being the messenger and the eyes that chose to open and see this exact transmission. So it has been an absolute pleasure to share this moment in time with you and to really feel into where you are and honor your artistry and your creativity and your curiosity. So thank you, Luna. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you for having me. I feel so full, so overflowing right now with gratitude. And I am so deeply excited from the bottom of my heart for all that is to come. This is going to be our year. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this cosmic life. I'm honored to share these frequencies and teachings with you. We are each other's medicine, truly. And as we become more curious and playful, guided by our hearts, we all heal. If you've enjoyed the content, the conversation, the vibration that you've experienced, please share with your family, your friends, your loved ones, a stranger on the bus, someone in need. If you feel inspired, I would love if you would rate this podcast and subscribe. And if you want to ask any questions about what was discussed or share your story and become a guest, please email me at thiscosmiclife777 at gmail.com. Have an incredible rest of the day and tune in soon. Love and light light and love to all that is, has been, and shall be. Blessed, blessed be.